Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse, Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, all included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Black Buffalo Zero products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of comparable products. If you're an adult age 21 and older who dips, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo Zero pouches. What are they made of? Pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves. Food-grade ingredients. Most importantly, there's no nicotine or tobacco. All proudly made here in the U.S. So if you're 21 and older and want to learn more about Black Buffalo Zero, head over to blackbuffalozero.com to learn more. You can buy their pouch online, ship directly to most states. Black Buffalo Zero, zero nicotine, zero tobacco, 100% ritual. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Welcome in. It's the Herd here on Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you. You can hang out with us here on the iHeartRadio app. And if you are listening on any of our hundreds of affiliates all across the country, we appreciate you making us a part of your Friday as we get you set for a busy weekend, believe it or not, in the world of sports and beyond. Now, if you're not familiar with the three of us, we do a morning show here at Fox Sports Radio, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific Time. So, uh, you know, you can expect the usual broadcast professionalism that you get from the three of us. Us, uh, even though we've gotten a little bit more sleep than we normally do heading into a Friday. You ain't lying, bro. Yeah. yeah. And you're right, Q. You know, you are going to certainly get the, prefer- the professional version of of me. I, I can't speak for all of you. but Yeah, not me. You're going to get... Oh, wow. I, I said it yesterday. Look, we oh, get wow. one shot at this uh, time slot of this show. And uh, we're renting it, so nothing parties like a rental, man. I mean, let's let's tear this mother sucker down. You, you guys have you guys have rented a car before. You know how it goes. Yeah, a little, little good time there sometimes. Yeah, you know? yeah. That, that didn't go well last time I rented a car. So unfortunate. I had a curb know. the last time I rented a car. <laughs> Just do what Brady does. He had a curb. Keep driving for seven miles. I mean, you know? I hit a curb and then I I, I I scuffed up the rim, but you know, I car, I got though. away with it. Yeah, it was a nice he's, big he's, old scuff too. You never could let me live that down, huh? He did keep driving. That <laughs> I was, I was, I was missing. I was going to miss my flight. It was my own car, and I had a flat, but I rode that thing all the way into the Miami airport and parked that thing to get in there on my flight on time. I mean, so. that's being a pro. Yeah, yeah. Well, who that's wasn't a pro. a pro was the guy who came out to fix my tire. 
when he came out to fix it, he put it on backwards. And I, at first when I was what? watching him do it, yes, exactly. He literally he put it on backwards. I was watching him. I'm like, sir, I don't think that's right. And he's like, he's like, son, sir, I've been doing this for I, 30 I, years. I, 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 I was, I was a like, professional here, sir. He, he sunned me. He's no, like, son, no. I've been doing this for 30 years. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna question anything here, sir. And are sure you a enough, professional tire installer? Yeah. I don't think so. So you need to take a step back and let me do this tire, sir. <laughs> I tell you what, they weren't for tire rack. I know that. Yeah. So if they were, I, I wasn't gonna have any issues. Yeah. But, yeah. Know, I think it got dicey. Mm. So. Um, well, listen. Uh, apparently, things have gotten dicey uh, with the New England Patriots. Because if you guys aren't, uh, I mean, if you're not fans of dusting off a story that's <laughs> several years old, then we have got just the story oh, for you. Was it Seth oh, Wickersham? <laughs> he was. It was like back in 2013. He was like, "Oh, it's over. It's the over. Patriots are over." You know, it, it's almost like we uh, we're looking around. Football ended, and you're just like, "All right, what what else we got in the closet yeah. here?" And then we just start opening up stuff. It's like, well, oh, all kinds of stuff come out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, uh, it's why the Patriots dynasty fell apart from 2017-2018. Right there in front of R. Kelly. All right, this will work. <laughs> <laughs> right, you know, let's, uh, let's go ahead and pull this one out and see what we're working with here. Oh, no. Now, uh, so the... Uh, Close that closet. <laughs> so so oh, there is no. this uh, documentary coming out because why oh. Why doesn't every franchise just do a last dance sort of sort of spiel? You know, because that worked during the pandemic. So, hey, we'll go ahead and we'll, we'll do one of these again. But the dynasty, the New England Patriots, is coming out. And one of the things that has been brought up is that story from a long time ago, which resulted in, you know, Nick Foles and the Eagles winning a championship and all that stuff. But why the hell wasn't Malcolm Butler playing in that game as the Patriots defense completely melted down and couldn't save Tom Brady, who threw for over 500 yards in that game? But... Apparently, there is some speculation out there. One of the producers uh, was in doing an interview recently, and he just said that, you know, maybe that was the tipping point, that that could have been the beginning of the end and the unraveling of the Patriots dynasty. The timeline doesn't appear to match up based on some things that happened after that Super Bowl, but nonetheless, here we are still trying to figure out what the hell happened with Malcolm Butler and some people speculating, like this producer, that maybe some people in this Patriots dynasty documentary series that coming out that that was sort of where things started to head towards a bad road between Belichick and the New England Patriots. And, and just refresh people's memories, okay? Uh, Malcolm Butler, obviously the player who became most famous for back in 2015, picking off Russell Wilson at the goal line, targeting Ricardo Lockett uh, to help the Patriots win that Super Bowl, uh, started both of the games prior to the matchup versus the Eagles and ended up uh, in that particular game, I think he only played one special team snap, but didn't play at all. So that was what was a bit confusing. And the article essentially talks about um, you know the, the team almost beginning to fracture at that point in time, even though the following year again they, they did win the Super Bowl. So I'm not sure how much to read into it. I just I think it's interesting that we still want to keep bringing this up. Like you know, this is peak NFL offseason when someone has to rehash or recant again uh, the New England Patriots. But it, it does bring to light the fact that they could have won another Super Bowl. Hmm. Like maybe if Malcolm Butler plays, he is the difference in that game. He obviously was the difference in them winning and losing versus Seattle. If it comes down to one play, one play, yeah. One. So maybe it would have you know limited Nick Foles' uh, ability. Who threw it all over the yard? Uh, big old, big old Nick Foles. Yeah. Uh, careful, yeah. <laughs> 
but that's, that's a great call i don't know I, I don't know i don't i don't buy into it i i think it's all for for show i think it's all for entertainment you know the the whole the 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 four the four peat of not repeating with the bills that just came out i mean i do think that there is a strong trend here of of these types of of documentaries a docu series whatever you want to make it um coming out i mean i get it it's it's one of the most successful you know sports sports uh dynasties that have ever has ever taken place so if if you're looking at it i think there's going to probably be way more value to the stories being told than what malcolm butler's participation or lack thereof um was in in the in the grand scheme of this whole patriots dynasty i'm gonna defend bill belichick because oh. nobody wants to defend him all right they he, might be defending him in right. this show though you don't know yeah we you don't know. we don't know we don't know but uh, and by the way if, if you're wondering oh well this is this story's from 2017 2018 why are we talking about it i don't know why don't you tell lebron to play last night we'll have something to talk about in the nba oh, oh, from us. Yeah, it's not our fault shot fire wow. bang right. bang hey, listen we're just we're just going with what we got here okay <laughs> bang, but bang. i'm gonna defend belichick because okay. He's never one time, like, I find it hard to believe that he would just not play Malcolm Butler for majority of that game without there being a real reason as to why it happened. And whether we know the reason why it happened or not, who knows, we'll have to wait to see when this comes out. But never one time did he throw Malcolm Butler under the bus. Never one time has he revealed any of the reasons why. And Malcolm Butler got a big-time contract that offseason with Tennessee. And I, I just I always look back at that and go, he probably could have maybe said some things that would have painted Malcolm Butler in a bad light, but instead he sort of worn it for questionable decision. This is why the the organization and the dynasty may have fallen apart, or whatever these storylines are. And never one time did he let's, ever. Let's ask out. this question: well, did, who, did he sign him back? By the way, at the end of his career, uh, I th- yeah, did I he? think so. Yeah, twenty twenty two, he signed Malcolm Butler. Let, back. let me ask you guys this: Who is the catalyst of doing this? This docu series, who 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 like, is it the New England Patriots? Is it is it Tom Brady? Is it who who's behind it? I don't know. See that that plays a major part because if you're thinking about like if you look at how the storyline played out for Last Dance, that's that derived from Michael Jordan, right? The narrative comes from. You mean Scotty Pippen didn't have a producer's credit? I mean, he now? was in there. <laughs> <laughs> he was he, he got interviewed. I mean. He was a part of it, you know what I mean. And they they left out the sequel to you know. Apparently they got they they broke up, so it's it's not going to be. <laughs> Listen, their families are close. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> the sequel is not going to end, you know, with a happy Damn. ending of you know the Pippen family and the Jordan family uh, uniting together. But uh, Damn. I, I would be curious to know who 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 made this possible. And who drove it from behind the scenes? Because ultimately, that always dictates how the storyline and how the narrative is going to play out. Is it going to play out in favor of one thing or another? Is it going to be totally even and balanced on how the storytelling of it, you know, comes across? That's what I would be curious. Is it skewed towards the owner? Is it skewed towards the head coach? Is it both? Is it skewed towards Tom Brady? You know, it, what's what are the other players? 
What's the significance of the value of the other players? I mean, you had an Aaron Hernandez during this time period. You had a Gronkowski. You know, you had the receivers, the Amendolas and the Edelmans and stuff. I mean, <laughs> did you say Amendola? Um, Amendola. <laughs> you just turned you know, uh, Danny Amendola. Yeah, yeah, I did. It's a, it's okay. a new, it's a yeah. new silk flavor. Uh, yeah, it's a new silk. Shots out the silk, Mister Amendola. Um, Amendola. Uh, but you know, I, I I would be curious to know way, going into well. it. Has he? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah just, Off the field, yeah, tremendous. Good well. for him. Yeah. I, and I know yeah. exactly where you're coming from, <laughs> and that's a storyline that doesn't need any adjusting. I'm Let's sure. Go ahead and. Uh, but I mean, I think that, that that's to me that's a that's got to be a major part of this, right? Because somebody could be an apologist for this, you know. Somebody could be a a staunch critic, and 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 you know, I'd like to know where that energy is coming from when I watch this, because I am going to watch it. Oh yeah. I mean, it's going to be uh, fun to see all the behind-the-scenes stuff. I just, I look at it and I go, I, it, it, like, they won how many Super Bowls? A well, lot. They, they could have won more. It's like, okay, well, they also could have lost more. Like, you know, <laughs> like, if, if Seattle, like, if, if Russell Wilson doesn't turn into a turnover machine at the goal or line. Or if they just give it to Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. I mean, like, let's be clear. Then, uh, you know, there's, there's a loss there. You could go back to all of these close wins that they had in Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. and But I, I just... I wonder if people. I mean, are st- Atlanta was throttling them. <laughs> oh yeah, that game was throttling over. them. I can remember where I was at, man, and I just know there was a lot of ones going up in the air and stuff <laughs> like that, and people lost interest. So wings started coming out. I was saying, are you in Atlanta for that game? No. I wasn't. Where were you? Uh, where there were a lot Lemon of ones going wings? up in the air. Oh, there, was, no. there was lemon pepper wings, some some uh, some chicken, uh, some parmesan, <laughs> Wait, what well, we, with garlic parm. What are you we know, wings, about here? All Is there a certain uh, people? Was it was it was rain in the forecast? Sounds like uh, cahoots for those of you in Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> There's storms. What <laughs> stormy weather? Cahoots Same. shots out the cahoots. Yeah, yep. I'm sure somebody I, was in cahoots. I've been told they've got a great lunch buffet. That's there you go. Told. By the way. Well, this one was a great Super Bowl buffet. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yes. By the way, that'll tell you the difference between California and Ohio. In Plenty Ohio, of TVs. In Ohio, Cahoots is one place. Yeah. In California, Cahoots is like a feed store. Okay, like, see, so yeah, I wouldn't know. Like animal Some feed. hoots. Some you hoots know, and you oats. Know what, you know what the biggest difference is? What? drive through beer and wine. Dang. You oh, drive through and you want to pick it up. Hey, d- didn't um, who's the guy? The Ohio State wide receiver. Didn't he own one of those? The guy. Uh, I, I hope. I have no idea. God, why, it sounds like a great business. Doesn't why it? am I blanking on the Dang. guy? He. I think he played in Cleveland. Maybe he coached in uh in, in Cleveland for a little bit. I don't know. Is that going to make this story any better? Yeah, I don't well, know it's going to be better than the... talking about this. I, I got to figure this out. There's oh, an Ohio State wide receiver. Huh. Webster right. Slaughter. No, not him. Not your vicious Edwards. Edwards. Okay, but you're you're on the right lane. Kevin Casper. You're in the right Dang. lane. You're in the right so lane. Of, is white. Yeah, you're in the right lane of Joe Jervicious. Oh, I'll put it that way. Okay. Yeah. Hartline. Like furry. Yeah, it might have been Brian Hartline. If you look that up, I'm almost positive Brian Hartline. Hollywood. I, uh, he, had, he had he had gas stations. He didn't have the drive through at all. Oh, he didn't have drive through booze. Oh, no, just the gas. Oh, what a cheapskate. Yeah, but drive through in the back and park in the front. And, and is that why you're all in well, cahoots? Here's the thing that I'd ask you: is is that like a little bit? It's like it's like daring you to do something stupid. Oh yeah, I, it's I like mean, putting those things <laughs> way too close together. I would say the the brilliance of that name is you pull up and it's a drive through, but you look at your homie and you be like, all right, you want to go in? Well, I'll go in. You want to go in? Well, I'll go. Are we, 
are we in agreement that we're going to go in and that we're not going to talk about this any further? <laughs> I'm good. You good? We're shaking hands. We're in cahoots. Like, Boom. Done. You, Park the car. Go do what you need to do. Brady, do you think, you think the Dublin Police Department owns one of those? Like, <laughs> all right, I dare you guys. I yeah. dare you guys yeah. to drive out with a couple of 30 racks. And, uh, it feels <laughs> like entrapment. Dang. Probably a better question for the meat wagon. What a setup. <laughs> Uh, Which well, now listen. makes his name more relevant as well, of that's course. Right. You know, yeah, that's right. There, there is that. Um, well, listen. Be uh, in cahoots with it, the meat wagon. It is. Sign me up for that. I would sign up with that. The neck roll crew. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? That's right. Yeah, that's we're going right. to make it work. Uh, it is uh, the herd here on Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox filling in for Colin. So we are going to have the usuals for the next two plus hours here on the shows. We take you all the way up until 3 p.m. Eastern time. New Pacific. We've got the Herdline News with the star of the show, Ryan Music. He's going to stop by. We've also got uh, if you listen to the morning show, you know there's all sorts of fun stuff and shenanigans. We will have for you again. All of that is yours here as we take you up until 3 o'clock Eastern Time, noon Pacific. We are brought to you by Discover. Did you know Discover wants everyone to feel special? That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 customer service as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Learn more at Discover Discover.com slash credit card limitations apply. So coming up next here, we are going to tell you about what could be a major change in the world of football and somebody's got a problem with it. That's next. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is later than we normally work here in Southern California because we're normally on start time at 3 a.m. Pacific time to 6 a.m. Pacific times where you can hear the show uh, with us three. 
But you can tell it's really early here or really late for us because mm-hmm. LeVar found a place that has wings and he just ripped wings at nine in the morning. And and one segment, one one segment break. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of wings were they? Uh honey barbecue. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Added air. So you're back you're back on your health kick then. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna um I'm gonna burn that off. I'm gonna go into I'm going to the gym straight from here. Yeah. So go. I'm gonna work it off. If I if I eat something bad, I'll I'll work it off in the gym and I'll steam myself for like 25 minutes or so. You know. Okay, the steam is balance where it's really it out. Hot. That's what you're saying. Well, I get that. You know, I get that nice sweat, but I'll get some good. Uh, I'll get some good cardio in today. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely. Get... <laughs> <laughs> what? What you talking about? You know what I'm talking about. We're on the herd, man. Can we? Sorry, keep... sorry, we gotta, sorry. We gotta stay sorry. above board today. Yeah, grow man. up. Like, yeah, you know, just, you know. That's so childish, Q. It's yeah. a Friday. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure I'm going to make it better next time. Yeah. Don't worry about it. I got it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, well, listen, uh, somebody's trying to make something better in the world of football, and that's the SEC. Mm. All right? You know, and, and God bless the SEC. Okay. You know, at least they're coming up with ideas. You know, because they're trying to uh, come up with an earlier national signing day. All right, this has uh, been a little bit of an issue as, you know, players coming and going and a lot of people moving around and, you know, players out there who are on their, like, fourth or fifth team, you know, that are just trying to figure this whole thing out. Well, apparently uh, Greg Sankey of the SEC, the commissioner, wants an earlier national signing day. And you know what? I mean... Apparently, there's some people on this show who are not fans of this early National Signing Day uh, proposal by the SEC. Well, let's just review the proposal. And for all those out there who are not college football fans, uh, let me just kind of break it down to you. So what really came to a head this offseason was everything that the student-athlete, the coaches, the universities, whether it's the athletic directors, presidents, whatever you're talking about, what they all have to endure once the month of December hits. So, as of right now, you have an early signing period in the middle of the month of December. Well, the, during December, you also have bowl season. You have teams still playing for a national championship, which used to be a four-team playoff. Now, next year, is going to be a 12-team playoff. You have teams earlier in the month are obviously playing for conference championships, right? That The chance to go play for a national championship. And then, meanwhile, you've got the transfer portal because that becomes open as well. So, not only are you trying to shuffle your roster with high school kids, college kids, evaluating your roster, uh, other kids who potentially could be, could be coming to your roster. You're dealing with all of this, mind you, potential, your own job security, and your coaches on your staff as well. So if you, if you look at the migration of college coaches, not just head coaches, but like coordinators, all this, who are migrating towards the NFL, it's because it's a mess it is a mess, and what Greg Sankey and the SEC has tried to come up with as a solution to this is moving up the early signing period. So instead of the middle of December, they'd have in the first week of December, it'd be right before the conference championship games. <laughs> Which, look, I understand it's great to be able to put to bed on a Wednesday, right, when you've got your conference championship on a Friday or Saturday. Like, hey, we finally got this group of guys. We don't have to worry about it anymore. Like, LeVar, back when you and I – we're, we're coming out of high school, you could enroll early. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that, yep. right? Like you'd, you'd graduate your your fall of your senior year in high school, and you'd go and enroll at Penn State for you or it would have been Notre Dame for me, and you could have moved on in that direction. And, and so I never really have understood the need for the early signing period outside of this. 
college coaches will tell you that they're worried about their players getting poached. And like during the course of bowl season and after the season, you know, guys who are committed potentially getting flipped because and how they end up enrolling for that that spring semester. So that was where the invention of the early signing period of the idea came about because coaches were concerned about this. So now you get them signed up, they've got their letter of intent. Now they have to come to you, right? You could put it to bed. <coughs> and so in essence, they want this date to be moved up in December, which I don't think solves anything. Like mm. you're still trying to prepare for a conference championship, a chance to go play for a national championship. And so you might be able to put that portion of the bed. You still have the transfer portal. You still have all these other things in the college football calendar. Like to me, the the elephant in the room is the transfer portal. And college football has two windows for it, which to me are completely unnecessary. Like right now, if there's a coaching change, the window opens up for you to go leave. And so if you're concerned about the ability for a player you know, moving on after their coach decides to, either if he's gotten fired or if he decides to go somewhere else, that opportunity is still presented to those players. That's not a problem for them. Now, it's a problem for that school trying to supplement the roster because if it's outside the transfer portal window at that time of the year, talking about, you know, December and January, like, that's a problem then once the window closes. You lose a bunch of guys, you, you can't supplement it until the next window or until that, that recruiting class comes in for high school. So that presents issues. But, like, my whole the, – the, the solution to all of this – is getting it down to one transfer portal window to me in May. Make it 30 days, put it in May, and, and you make these young you know young people, whether they're a transfer all right, from college somewhere else or a high school student, commit to at least a year. And if you have a coaching change, right, they're going to have the opportunity to open it up to go somewhere else if they want. Otherwise, they can wait until going through the spring with a new coach at that school they're at to see how it goes. And I know there are going to be some coaches who are against it because they want to you know, have that kid for the spring. They want to see him develop and all that. So they want to have the opportunity to potentially you know, shape their roster or flip their roster. But that's the issue right now with tampering, with inducement, with all of that because you have all these moving parts once December hits because of the early signing period, because of the transfer portal, because of universities having to make decisions on who their head coach is going to be because they've got to be able to recruit and they've got to be able to supplement their roster coming for that next year. I, I just I think that's it's the elephant in the room that we don't want to talk about changing, but it's the thing that needs changed the most. You know, there are a lot of <clears throat> there's a large segment of of families that want to have that spring as well because they're so committed to the idea of the athlete themselves and their family wanting to play early. And I think that that has that whole culture has created you know what would present a problem in and what what's being discussed right now as well because if you do have a coaching change if you have one of those things that take place and you're trying to you know go to a different school or even if it's like you're early enrollee and the coach leaves and you like I guess that's do you have to hit the portal if you're an early enrollee I guess at that point you got to use the portal before you even get started is is that how that would work you Explain it one more time to me. If if I'm an early enrollee, like right yeah. now, my son is is on track to be an early enrollee next year. Okay. If he goes to a school and that coach gets fired or leaves, does he have to use the transfer portal? Is he like now a portal kid or is it still considered to be a, a high school type of deal where you could just change the school that you're going to and you go enroll in a different school? How, it would have to my, be a transfer portal, right? 
Well, my yeah, it'd have to be a portal. My my guess is though, it's highly unlikely for someone in your son's position. It would have to be a coach basically deciding to retire, right? By the time he would be an early enrollee, so he'd sign his letter of intent, that decision on who the head coach would be would already be made. I mean, but think so, about how many changes took place between Alabama, Washington. Well, again, that, that was a retiring. Well, well that, that Chip Kelly Washington didn't retire. Chip Kelly rolled yeah. out. He rolled out, but but again, the portal opens up for those players. That's what, that so that's why I'm asking. So does so the portal would open up for an early enrollee player. Well, it opens up for any player on that roster. On that roster, yeah. I, I just think it gets, I think it gets complicated for those who are looking to get ahead. Because once you've, once something like that, which I mean, what's the likelihood of that happening? I mean, there can't it's be very, too it's much. Very slim. Yeah, there can't be too much frequency in that. But just for the sake of the conversation. What if you found yourself in a scenario where something that you used to get ahead has now been kind of disqualified because of the timing of it all? Like, I feel like if if there is, and you can explain it to me because maybe I don't understand it well enough, but if there is a transfer portal, if, if the portal is made to be in May and only in May, that you lose a lot. Like, there's a lot of time from, from what, January? Is it January to to May? Like that's a lot of time. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're you're in school, so it's hopefully you're still working on trying to get your degree, which still should be a component of this. But <laughs> I mean, I, but I, I, I think the other know. thing is, I think the other thing is, is again, in the scenario you're talking about, if you have a coaching change after that, you know, let's just say after the current window closes, you, it still opens back up. If you got rid of the first window and you only had that window in May, you still would open it up for if there's a coaching change. Yeah. Yeah. I just think I th- I think the problem that that people will run into is that the reason why kids enroll early is because they know if they get a spring a spring football that doesn't stop them from enrolling early. Yeah, none, none, well, none of what I'm saying stops them from enrolling early. Right. The early okay. signing period and the transfer portal are two separate conversations. Okay. All right. See, I'm just so trying. To, I'm early, trying to be clear on it myself. So the early signing period, like if you have a son who's so the signing period itself, we're talking about for high school yep, prospects. Yep. So it's in the middle of December. They're mm-hmm. talking about moving it up, and like that's going to solve anything for some of the issues that we're seeing. I mean, it, it only puts to bed your high school recruiting class for the early signing period earlier in December. You still have a transfer portal window to worry about. You still have bowl games, national championship to worry about. You still have coaching staff changes to worry about. All that stuff and still And that exists. kid now, can still opt out if he wanted to if there was like a coaching change, right? Because this is this is still kind of, if I'm understanding correctly, is presented in order to try to, like you said, lock the kid in. Like this kid is going to this school. You're, I, you signed the, proposal, the contract earlier. The proposal isn't so much thinking about the kid because it doesn't change really anything for the kids. It's only moving up the period of time for a week for the kid to sign. It's more for the coaches. So coaches don't have to try to juggle all of these things all at once. And so and that's the part of the issue with this is a lot you know, a lot of the things that have not changed or have stayed the same in college football for a long time has been in large part because the coaches haven't pushed for change. You know, or the change they've pushed for, they they've kept some things the same and they've kept other things, you know, for example, coach the quarterback. Why could anyone explain to me why we don't have that radio headsets and the helmet for you know not only the offense and defense in college football? Because the uh, the poster boards that they draw are fun and the like, shower. It's fun and, yeah. and the shower. Yeah, you know, the, shower. the shower. The, the, tr- the truth is, a lot of the coaches get an advantage from stealing signs, and that's that's like a little secret. Like a lot of people don't want to address and talk about. There's coaches who have made their career 
on being able to steal signs, being able to in-game, be able to make adjustments and stuff off of that. And if you implement a coach-the-quarterback system, it, it takes away elements of that, right? It makes your job a lot harder. So there's a lot of things that have stayed the same for a reason because, yeah, everyone's going to advocate for, oh, yeah, more advanced, more technology. It prepares the players for the NFL, all these other things. They're like, wait a second, it's going to hurt my job security. So I might say something publicly, but behind closed doors, I'm not voting for it that way. Hmm. There's a lot of that that goes on. You guys ever find yourself, because I'll I'll think about this, I'm glad social media wasn't around when I was in high school. Like I'll, I'll think of it like you know, I'm just like it just feels like a world that could have gotten a lot of people, myself included, uh, probably in trouble back then. Like there's a lot of lot of pitfalls and things like that. Do you guys ever see the transfer portal crap and all the stuff going on in college football and go, I'm so glad none of this was around or a problem when I was back in high school going into college. Like it seems much simpler. That's for certain. But technology, technology provides a lot of opportunity, but it can also provide a lot of confusion and, and a lot of shortcomings I, and I'm, downfalls. I mean, from, from like this, you know, like all the transfer, because you guys have both said, like I know, LeVar, you had said that you, you had thought, thought about early trans- on. Yeah, I thought about transfer. But like Brady went through coaching changes. Yeah. Like he like he went, like the guy who recruited, like Ty Willingham yeah. recruited. And, and like I just, I don't, it feels like... There's just so much more factored in now than just commitment, loyalty to the school. That's where I'm going, and that's my dedication. Well, I mean, it comes down to the money, though, right? I mean, at the end of the day, it, it now starts to come down to, when you're talking about the, the caliber of player that you're speaking on, it comes down to the dollars and cents of it. And and we just heard uh, uh, Manziel talking about the bag man and all that stuff. Well, imagine what the bag man represents now in the NIL era. Yeah, it's EA giving you six hundred dollars and a free game, which is bogus, man. That, that's, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't want to jump, start jumping out there and saying, you know, the the E word, um, and not for excellent or for good. If y'all know that, I listen to our show, um, but but more so, so geared towards exploitation of e of athletes. Good. Yeah, right. I love that. Um, <laughs> I think that's a. I think it's a great shirt. By it's the way. great. Um, I just. I, I just think that where we're at now, the issues that are going to arise are going to be based off of which the whole social media aspect of it plays a major role in this. Is that the value of these these young athletes and prospects are now being wrapped into a package deal of what are they as an influencer? You know, what are their numbers like? What is their what are they doing in social media? So now it went from being what is your conduct on social media to can I leverage this athlete to increase our bottom line and our reach and our exposure to our product and to our brand? What's your forty time? But before that, how many IG followers? There you, got? you go. <laughs> the whole there you go. Bizarre, man. So now the value the value proposition of athletes is changing especially for the high-end athlete. And again, now there are opportunities for athletes who aren't even top-tier level athletes that may have become a an influencer of sorts. Now, you look at the twins, the the, the young ladies that are killing it and in, in have killed it in NIL, Cavanaugh's. they weren't even really good. They weren't that good of players. Damn. It's Cavendur, I think. Oh, is it? In fact, yeah, I think they, know, it's one of them, they, I think they transferred or whatever it may know. have been. And, Let me look oh, that up. Oh, gosh. Watch. I mean, Cavendur, sure. I mean, listen. I've tried to do in-show research here. You yeah, guys get I mean, your minds out of the I could dig it. I mean, and 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 for what it's worth, the interesting thing about that is, you can be as superficial to say 
that some of these NIL phenomenons are purely based upon their looks. Got it. Yeah, it is. I can't confirm it is uh, Cavender. Let me oh, keep, my God. Uh, yeah. Take a further look here. Well, the other thing is, like, well, first off, oh you can confirm. Wow. Like, you look at some social media followings, LeVar. It's, it doesn't have to be specific to NIL. It's, it's social media. It's like, oh, why does this person have so many followers? Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I got you. Yeah. 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 I mean, it ain't because they can do a backflip really well. It's that they look really good doing a backflip and it's it's crazy because we live in a time in a day and age where there are true sensitivities towards you know chauvinistic mentality or yeah. you know super superficial types of approaches yeah but yet and still <laughs> yeah right jonas <laughs> yet and still that's that's now a driver that's a driver of of what's taking place so it's it's also now a level of chasing celebrity and this is crazy to think. We chased celebrity or we chased national titles when we were playing because that was you knew that it led to having a better opportunity to making it to the league. These guys are doing it because they have an opportunity to grow their brands in a way where they can monetize it and monetize it like <laughs> nicely, handsomely get get monetized and and compensated for building a brand. And it kind of takes away, it shifts the, the the focus of being just a student athlete, which probably that's a term that might die on the vine. But you now change the, you've moved the goalposts of what it represents to go to school and be an athlete and a student out of school because of technology, to your point of what what about social media now as it applies to to college athletics. Yeah. Well, thank God for Mercedes-Benz, I'll tell you that. Well, I'm sure they're versatile, all-electric <laughs> EQB from Mercedes-Benz. That's right. It's impressively techy and surprisingly roomy with available seating for up to seven. The vehicle is all-electric. The feeling is all Mercedes. Learn more at mbusa.com slash EQB. It is LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you. You like that one? E for no. good, baby. That's what I got. Uh, it is LeVar Arrington, Brady <laughs> Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here. This is uh, us filling in for the herd here on a Friday morning into the afternoon here on Fox Sports Radio. But coming up next, we do have ourselves some good news for a star quarterback in the NFL. That's next. Be sure to catch live editions of the herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Hey, we're Cavino and Rich. Fox Sports Radio every day, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern. But here's the thing. We never have enough time to get to everything we want to get to. And that's why we have a brand new podcast called Overpromised. You see, we're having so much fun in our two-hour show, we never get to everything. Honestly, because this guy oh, is overpromising things we never have time for. Yeah, you blubber lips. Blaming me. Well, you know what? It's called Overpromise. You should be good at it because you've been overpromising women for years. Well, it's a Cavino and Rich after show, and we want you to be a part of it. We're going to be talking sports, of course, but we're also going to talk life and relationships. And if Rich and I are arguing about something or we didn't have enough time, it will continue on our after show called Overpromised. Well, if you don't get enough Cavino and Rich, make sure you check out Overpromise and also uncensored by the way so maybe we'll go at it even a little harder it's going to be the best after show podcast of all time there you go over promising and remember you could see it on youtube but definitely join us listen to over promised with cavino and rich on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts this is it we've got an amex platinum pro on our hands ladies and gentlemen we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the centurion lounge is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is! And you will not believe where he's going next. 
the Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Before we get to the Herdline News with Ryan Music, I want to let you know, shortly after the show, our podcast will be going up. So if you've missed any of today's show, be sure to check out that podcast. You search Two Pros wherever you get your podcast. Be sure to also follow, rate, and review the podcast. Again, just search Two Pros wherever you get your podcast. You'll see today's show posted right after we get off the air. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. All right. Superstar Ryan Music. Yeah. Oh, Jonas, you're too kind. Yeah. You're too kind. LeVar, good to be with you. Hey, Brady, good to be you, with you. What up, Music? Yeah, yeah. Let's start things off He's in the He's Ryan Music. Uh-oh. Yeah. All right, LA Chargers. They got themselves a new head coach in Jim Harbaugh, which means a new offensive coordinator, Greg Roman, who wants to get the most out of their star quarterback in Justin Herbert. How do they plan on doing that? Well, here's what Roman had to say, quote, Can you imagine Justin Herbert with a great running game? We don't know, but I can imagine what it might look like. So that's kind of the vision. If you look at Herbert and the Chargers since he became their starter, total run game rank by year. 18th, 21st, 30th, and 25th. Below average at best, pretty bad at worst. Jeez. Dang. Damn. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that they even really wanted to run the football um, during Brandon Staley's era there and with some of the OCs. So, you know that's going to be what Jim Harbaugh is going to do. Oh, yeah. Listen now. Uh, oh, yeah. You go to DraftKings right now. They're Blake, drafting your boy. Oh, Blake Corum, oh, come on. plus 175. On, the Chargers on. are the favorite. Prototype uh, back for To be league. drafted by uh, by the Chargers there for Blake Corum. I'm a so. fan. And I hate Michigan. But I love some Blake Corum, boy. That baby can run that rock. There's some uh, pictures of Blake Corum going around on social media. Uh-oh. Are there? Uh-oh. Jacked. Oh, I mean, hold on. Him. Looking just. Are you saying he got on the gas? To the I mean, listen. He's always been. I'm not saying up, that, but he is, was looking huge. Hmm. 
All right. I don't know. You sound like way too much of a fan, my pretty, guy. Uh, say, that doesn't sound like yeah, complimentary. On, yeah, man. God, leave, you know? bro. You didn't pretty, say jacked. Uh, you said oh, you look, my no, gosh. I, I, said, I said jacked first. I said he oh, looked jacked. He looks huge. Blackzilla. <laughs> Damn. Anyway, it's like, not even like, 10 a.m. here. Come on, Chris Jones. <laughs> Get it together. Come on. It's like Chris Jones 40 yard dash. What are you talking about? Oh, no. Oh, no. What? Got we know that's Jonas's favorite video. My eyes. Oh, music knows. Hey. He knows. Hey, listen, I listen to Two Pros and a uh, Cup of Joe uh, driving hey. in for the herd every oh, day. Oh, that's right. You're, and your oh, mom. Your mom's a big fan. Oh, oh whoa, relax, bro. No, Come she on. she loves that, the Hoa constrictor. The Hoa constrictor. Yeah, the HOA yeah. president time for uh, Brady. Oh, Qu- oh. By the way, I am looking at this. Uh, I'm so confused right the, now. The Blake Corum video. He is pretty jacked. <laughs> Jesus, good for him. <laughs> All right. Oh my All right. God. Here we go. As you guys discussed regarding the Patriots, what's old is new again. Their famous 2018 AFC Championship game against the Chiefs has come to light once again. With Patrick Mahomes talking to Peter King, here's what he said about his interaction with Tom Brady after the overtime loss. I was going through the tunnels. He grabbed me, pulled me to the side. All he really said was, you're doing it the right way. Continue doing it the way that you're doing it. I That's made me carry that type of mindset throughout the rest of my career. Mm. It must be nice for Brady to know that, like, if this does really get close when it comes to Super Bowl wins with Patrick Mahomes, that he could say, yeah, well, we met twice in the playoffs and I beat him. You know, yeah, that's why I, I think, I mean, Mahomes has said it. He feels like, you know, there's nothing he could do to surpass Brady, even if he ended up winning more Super Bowls, which you'd think, like, okay, if he wins more, he'd have the trump card. But when they did go head to head, you know, Brady got the best of them. Yeah. Just be great. How about yeah. that? Just, just yeah, be great. That? I like that. Yeah. Do you think it is a little odd though, like when Montana had like come out, you know, and he'd be around when like Brady was kind of winning all the Super Bowls, and it's like, all right, well he's passing me by. Like, is that what where Tom Brady's going to be? He's going to be like the guy out there standing out there as Mahomes wins his eighth Super Bowl. Yeah, and just just reminding everybody, I beat him twice. Like uh, for all of you celebrating this. Uh, oh, you think that's what it'd be about? Yeah. I mean, all come right. on, he's a very competitive guy. I mean, you know what happened when? I mean. He could have beat him off the field, but he chose to be a family man too too quickly. You know what I mean? What he get that? But he's picking up the slack. He's using his boy Travis Kelsey to 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 pick up the slack. So he will be the goat if it's based off of all things given. Oh, okay, I got gotcha. you. Shouts out to Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Uh, listen, the off field. R.I.P. to Tom Brady. Uh, and that's the herdline news with Ryan Music for hour one. <laughs> well, thanks, that's Ryan. the news. And thanks for stopping by. The herdline news. I mean, listen, Music, I apologize. LeVar, LeVar tried to derail you there. Don't worry, we got more fun Hey, Ryan, stuff you did a up. great job, sir. <laughs> yes, Amazing. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.